the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The Law Offices of Selwyn Whitehead is a debt relief agency under federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking debt relief under the United States Bankruptcy Code. This is Selwyn's Law. Every week at this time, we get to hear from Selwyn Whitehead. She's not just an attorney at law. Selwyn knows her stuff and doesn't shy away from the truth, even when it's ugly. Her Bay Area practice focuses on helping her clients to manage their wealth through estate and tax planning, to managing their debt through reconstruction or bankruptcy. And now, it's time for Selwyn's Law. Good day and welcome to Selwyn's Law. This is Selwyn Whitehead. I'm a California Bar Admitted Attorney and also a Bankruptcy Law Certified Specialist certified by the State Bar of California's Board of Legal Specialization. In addition to my JD, I own Oh, a couple of master's degrees in taxation law and intellectual property law. And because of my training and my interests, I practice bankruptcy, debt wealth management, estates and trusts, real estate, and taxation law. Uh, Once again, I'm so pleased to be able to come to you today from the beautiful KFAX studios in the lovely San Francisco Bay Area to discuss some financial issues confronting families and small business owners. As always, I have to caution you that this show does not provide legal advice, nor am I developing an attorney-client relationship with anyone within the sound of my voice. Instead, this show strives strictly to serve as an educational forum for the exchange of information that might be helpful to you to begin your search for more detailed information that is tailored to your specific set of facts and circumstances and to provide you with an outline of the issues that may help you seek out and find qualified professional help. So today we're going to continue our discussion of Bankruptcy 101. Uh, To recap, for the last several weeks I've gone over the key players in the bankruptcy process. And they are the debtor and the debtor. That's the primary party in any bankruptcy. When a debtor or debtors find themselves unable to pay their bills as they come due, they can, and I believe they should, contact their creditors and try to work out a payment arrangement. The payment arrangement route might work if the inability to pay is a short-term issue such as, say, the debtor is a contractor who only receives income when she's on the clock, and say her mom or her daughter becomes ill, and the debtor needs to take a one-month temporary leave to care for her ill family member. Or how about the situation when the debtor works for a company that has a seasonal work product, and as such, she knows that she's going to get furloughed every September 30th, but she'll be back on the job on November 1st of each and every year, and that's been the case for the past 10 years. In those two scenarios, in those two cases, 
I say call your creditors and try to work something out. Most creditors just want to get paid, and your effective and honest communication with them shows that you are serious about maintaining the debtor-creditor relationship with them. However, what if this was the set of facts? You get fired from a major corporation that you have worked 23 and three-quarters years for because it is moving its production facilities where you work on the assembly line to Ireland or India or China, taking your job with it so it can reduce its overhead on salaries such as yours and receive tax incentives from the new jurisdiction. And what if the vesting period for you to receive your pension is 24 years, but you've only worked 23 and three-quarters years? And what if, say, you're 59 years old and too young to receive Social Security, unless you're eligible for some kind of Social Security disability payment, because 59 is too young to start receiving Social Security benefits, which for the most part start at age 62 at a minimum. And what if you have no college degree and very few prospects for finding a similarly paying job? And what if you have been paying the mortgage on your home and caring for your 79-year-old dad who has dementia and you have signed on one or more parents' loan to send your only beloved child to college. As you can see, scenario two is totally different from scenario one. And it's highly likely that you will need a lawyer to help you in scenario two and not so in scenario one. And if you were in scenario one, that is to say the person that was temporarily not getting paid or underpaid, and you came to me for advice out of an abundance of caution, unless there was something hinky, and again, hinky is a highly technical legal term for weird going on with one or more of your creditors, such as maybe one or more of your creditors trying to shake you down. In scenario one, I'd likely advise you to go to one of the reputable nonprofit organizations here in the Bay Area to help you set up an individual repayment plan because these nonprofits will provide that service for you free or for almost free. And you don't need to pay me my hourly rate for something that you get can get for free or almost free. But then again, I am the kind of lawyer that I don't, I'm not interested in getting every dime on the table because in addition to being a lawyer, I'm also a Christian. However, If you fit into the second scenario, you'll likely start hearing from the second group of key players that we discussed over the last few weeks, and that is to say your creditors. And they're going to be demanding payment and, in some instances, threatening to sue you. Or, in the case of your mortgage company, after a few months of non-payment or underpayment, they're going to threaten to foreclose. In that situation, you need to do your homework and at least consider filing for bankruptcy 
after consulting with one or more competent bankruptcy attorneys. And that brings in the third group of players that we discuss. I'm a bankruptcy attorney. And my job as a bankruptcy attorney and also an officer of whatever court in which I practice is to honestly first analyze your situation. That is to say, get a handle on your assets, your liabilities, your income and expenses, and provide you with information about your options. In some cases, I'll advise you to file. In other cases, I won't advise you to file. And what kind of situation would it be where I wouldn't advise you to file? Say all of your assets are exempt. What do I mean by that? It means that, say, you have a home with some equity in it, and based on the schedule of equities that each state has, California has a set, say all of the all of the equity, that is to say the difference between what you owe the bank for your mortgage and what the house is worth, all of that is exempt. And say you have a couple of old cars and all of the excess equity in the cars are exempt. And say you have, you know, furnitures and fixtures and and household goods and, and clothing, and most of that is exempt unless, you know, it's very expensive clothing, like um, a person that was in the news had some ostrich jackets that were worth thousands of dollars. Most of us don't have those, and even if we could, we wouldn't want them. But say all of your assets were exempt. You might just be judgment-proof. And that's another term that I, I want you to understand. That means that even if your creditor decided to sue you, for the debt. And even if they won and got a judgment, they would not be able to collect because all of your assets are exempt. This requires some analysis, and one of the things that I do uh, in making, helping my clients make a decision about whether they should file. But if you, all of your assets are exempt, all of the equity in your assets are exempt, and you are likely judgment-proof because you don't have a, a, a lot of income or you don't have any income. And maybe all you need is for me or whoever you go to to call the creditors and just explain that to them. Being judgment-proof will make most sane creditors back off. In other instances, I'll advise you to file, and I'll point out the pros and cons of each kind of bankruptcy and how it might or might not help you. Again, the kinds of bankruptcy that you're eligible for because you're not going to be eligible necessarily for all kinds of bankruptcies that are available. As such, we'll, you and I together will make a decision about filing and if it's in your best interest. Then we'll decide if we want to work together. You got to know this. I don't work with everybody because some folks I've found to have unrealistic expectations about what the law can do. So if we don't want to have a bad relationship, like people don't want to have bad marriages, uh, sometimes we'll have to walk away from each other and the person I'll be doing the walking away will likely be me. But if we decide to work together, we'll figure out how much it's going to cost and then we will proceed. So that's where we are right now. Uh, 
So we'll continue on with some of the other key events that happened in bankruptcy. But first, we're going to take a short break. Now back to Selwyn's Law. Once again, your host, Selwyn Whitehead. And welcome back to Selwyn's Law. This is Selwyn Whitehead. And so we're going to continue our discussion about the key events that happen in bankruptcy. But again, I I want to reinforce because some people don't understand how important it is for you to be a good client. You know, you hire a lawyer to help you with your issues, but some people hire a lawyer to help them do things that are untoward. And I mentioned briefly in the opening segment that I am an officer of the court. I primarily practice in bankruptcy court, sometimes in tax court, and sometimes in state court. But in whatever court I practice, I have to bring integrity and honesty, and I ask my clients to bring that to me. And if you bring integrity and honesty, even though you're on hard times, I will fight the last fiber of my being to help you get a righteous result. I will use the last molecule, the last cell in my brain to figure out how to help you. But if you don't step correct, honey, you need to go find another bankruptcy attorney. There are some out there that will take any and all clients, but I got to tell you, you're not going to succeed because the person sitting behind the big desk, the judge, They've seen it all, <laughs> and the trustee that, and the people that work for the Department of Justice who are going to be examining your schedules and your uh, the documents that you file, they've seen it all too. And I got to tell you, I haven't seen it all, but I've seen pretty much of it. <laughs> so you want to be on to be on the thinky side. So, um, what are the key events? We went over these briefly last time, and I just want to refresh. You know. When you well, – well, first off, there's some pre-filing issues that you really need to consider. And these are the kinds of things I talk about with my clients when they're still prospects uh, because I want to make sure that I can help them. Say you have a lot of tax issues. You have you owe the Internal Revenue Service Franchise Tax Board. Maybe your local um, government, you might owe them some business taxes. And so um, it is possible to discharge – Some taxes in bankruptcy, although people say you can't, it depends on how old the taxes are and it depends on whether or not you filed the tax return for the applicable year. There is this three to ten year window with which the Internal Revenue Service can collect taxes. Anything that hasn't been collected within ten years of the date it was due kind of falls off the side of the earth. But what makes the date come due is whether or not you filed a valid, non-evasive tax return. And that's why people need to go ahead on and file their tax returns, whether or not they're able to pay the taxes. Because it might come to be that you might be in that seven-year window where some or all of the taxes might be able to be discharged. Now, there's an exception for payroll taxes. That's because the half of the payroll tax that you take from your um, employee, you hold it in trust. You pay half and your employee pay half, but you deduct the half out of their paycheck. 
you have to hold that in trust. That's not your money, and you don't pay it, say, because you need to pay the light bill. Um, those taxes are not dischargeable. So you need uh, people need to realize you need to file your tax return and do the best that you can to pay those payroll taxes called FICA taxes. They pay the Social Security for your employee, and they pay their Medicare. So you need to pay those things. And I, I mentioned last time, depending on who you have your banking relationship with, you might consider having to change that relationship because some banks, as soon as you file a Chapter 7, will freeze your account. Now, you're filing bankruptcy because you don't have any money, but you might have a couple bucks in the bank and you need that money to pay your mortgage. And so you file a, a, a bankruptcy and your account is frozen. That is no fun. And I mentioned something called a dragnet clause for um, credit unions. What do I mean by that? If you have a loan from a credit union, say you, ha- you uh, purchase your car with funds from a credit union, and you also have uh, other accounts and, uh, where you have your money, there's something called a dragnet clause that's in the contract between you and the credit union that says, if you file for bankruptcy, they can have first crack at your accounts. So you, you, that's why you come to a competent attorney. So a competent attorney would ask you these questions and, and maybe be able to help you. And then you know, there's timing of a bankruptcy. There's a good time to file. Maybe you want to be past that period where your taxes are old. And I've seen some lawyers who file one month before the taxes are old and, you know, the debtor is not happy because the taxes are not discharged. So that's why I say you need to have a good relationship with your attorney. You need to be honest with your attorney. And even if you don't select that attorney, we have a duty to protect your confidences. So that means basically if you give me all your goods and I do an analysis for you and then for some reason I don't want to work with you or you don't want to work with me – if the IRS comes to me with, you know, and, and threatens to take off my fingernails, I just have to say, mm, manicure but not too close because, you know, a lawyer has a duty of confidentiality. So what happens when you file? There's something called an order of relief. It's this magical, mystical thing that as soon as your paperwork is, is hits the docket, all bankruptcy attorneys have to file electronically. There's a date and time stamp down to the second That means that if your uh, foreclosure was to take place at noon today and we file your case at 1230, which is something I do not like to do because I got too many gray hairs and I want to I don't want any more. And the gray hairs that I have, I want them to stay in my head. (laughs) And so pushing the thing to the bare limit causes heartburn for all concern. But say it happens. It if they continue with the foreclosure at, at 1 and you filed at 11.59 and 59 seconds, the foreclosure is void. So all collection actions against you stop as soon as the order of relief comes because an automatic stay automatically comes on. So that's the first important thing. And then the thing that you want After you complete your bankruptcy, when you're walking out the door, you want the court to kiss you with a discharge. And so a discharge means you're no longer legally responsible for paying debts that are discharged. However, not all debts are discharged. And even if debts are discharged, the 
debt inures to the asset with which it's related. So what do I mean by that? Say you file a bankruptcy and you don't. You get a discharge you, of debts that you've listed. And one of the debts is your mortgage. And you get a discharge from that. That means that the creditor cannot come after you personally for the debt, but it can come after you and take the house away. It can foreclose. Some people file a bankruptcy knowing that they're not going to be able to save the house. They can't restructure it under a Chapter 11 or a Chapter 13, but they want to take care of their other debts, and they've decided to move back in with mom and dad. And so they're concerned uh, about the deficiency judgment that they might get. And a better example might be an automobile. You file for bankruptcy, you decide that you cannot pay for the automobile because the payments are too high, and you surrender the automobile in the bankruptcy. That means that the creditor, uh, maybe you owe $30,000 on the automobile. The automobile is only worth $15,000. Outside of bankruptcy, they would repossess the car, sell it for $15,000, and then sue you for $15,000. With the bankruptcy, if you surrender the car, they get the car, and they don't get a deficiency judgment. And they can't, even if they did, they couldn't come after you for it if you got a discharge. So that's why it's really important for people to be honest when they file for bankruptcy, because there is a one-year window that your creditor, but more importantly, the Department of Justice can come after you if they found out that you perpetrated any fraud in um, obtaining the debt or filing for bankruptcy, and your discharge can be revoked. So bankruptcy is only for honest individuals who fall into financial difficulties, be they businesses or be they family units. And why do we... Why do we fall into um, distress? Because we're part of the American system where we utilize risk based on the reward that we perceive. We start businesses. We risk, you know, having a full-time job where we get a paycheck every week. We, we risk that, and we invest our own capital and our family's capital to start a business so we can employ ourselves, make money, and become wealthy and leave our wealth to our descendants. We start families for the same reason. We believe that if we come together as a family unit, purchase houses, purchase cars, go into debt, send our kids to college, that's a risk worth taking to be part of a community and grow in our community and raise decent children and leave our wealth to them. But sometimes things happen. You get laid off, your company moves to Ireland, and what are you going to do? Bankruptcy is there but it's only there for honest people. Now, you can strip off liens in bankruptcy, uh, and that means that if your house is underwater and uh, there's multiple mortgages on it and such that only one of the mortgages have enough value to attach to that particular debt, the underwater separate mortgages might be stripped away in bankruptcy. So... I keep running out of time before I get to answer questions. But one of the questions was asked was, if I'm homeless but I have all this debt, can I, should I file for bankruptcy? I'm going to tell you, if you're homeless, you're likely don't have any income and you're likely judgment-proof. 
And I would recommend you go talk to nonprofits that can help you not only making your creditors go away, but also help you find help to help you get back on your feet. I believe in a nonprofit community. I came out of it. I, I consider my bankruptcy work and my tax work to be an extension of that. I thank God for giving me um, my skills and, and my knowledge and the ability to learn things. And I feel it my duty to share this with our community. So till next time, keep the peace, keep the faith. And, you know, when you get into financial difficulty, please keep part. Bye-bye. Thank you for taking the time to listen to Selwyn's Law. Remember, the law office of Selwyn Whitehead is a designated debt relief agency under the federal law and provides legal assistance to consumers seeking relief under the bankruptcy code. When it comes to your finances and your rights, seek no other than the law office of Selwyn Whitehead. Selwyn is your go-to finance attorney, specializing in estate planning, wealth management, bankruptcy, tax, and real estate law. In other words, Selwyn knows her way around the dollar, and your rights are protected by our laws. Protect your money. Know your rights. Partner with Selwyn Whitehead. For immediate assistance, or if you have questions, call 510-633-1276, 510-633-1276, or go to selwynwhitehead.com. The preceding paid program is sponsored by the law office of Selwyn Whitehead, who is solely responsible for its content. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.